gasoline, deli meat, hydrogen peroxide, how are they all connected? The price of all these things are going up. And what does that mean for our businesses? We're going to dive into all of that with our whole gang. Gloria might not be here the whole time, but she does crash in on the end and explain why she's been missing for a few episodes here. It's really great to hear from her. We're going to dive into all that. First, I want to give a big shout out to Helmbot. Helmbot is the software that we absolutely believe in at the float shop. Drew uses it. Gloria, All of Gloria's businesses use Helmbot. It's the software that's built from the ground up specifically for float centers. So you can take care of everything, including something other software isn't going to do for you, which is the metrics for your float tanks. We can go back for years and see all of the changes that we've made within our float tanks, all the measurements, whether it's water depth, buoyancy, peroxide levels, we can see all of that. So uh, very helpful for us. Beyond that, there's task managers, there's a logbook so you can have an ongoing conversation. And of course, there's client scheduling as well, gift cards, all of that. You can create private links that you can send to somebody else that uh, when they click on that link, it's the only thing that they'll see on that gift card and it won't show up on your menu. You can do all these kind of customizations with Helmbot. Ugh, there's so much that it can do that I certainly can't, can't tell you all in one ad. So just Go to Helmbot.com, schedule a tour. This is where you can ask all the questions. Make sure that it's a perfect fit for your business. They are super helpful and know everything about Helmbot. So they can answer all your questions, which, by the way, if you're already a Helmbot user, you can always ask a question. They'll get back to you right away. They're incredible with their customer service. It's probably one of the things people talk about the most once you're actually on it and you're used to it is as soon as you have a question or if you want them to add something, they'll get right back to you. And that's all built within Helmbot. There's a little little button, a little drop down menu and button you can access there. And they'll, uh, you'll see a notification pop up when they get right back to you. Also, Isopod. Isopod are the float tanks that we use at the float shop. Beautiful, large float tanks. So the ones that I do photography in as well, just because they're so spacious, I can get so many different angles within it. It's so wonderful. Clean looking float tanks, actually clean float tanks because of the systems that they have for their filtration system. Um, they have a nice balance between um, technologically advanced and simple to use, which is really nice. Float tanks can be, what would you call it, over-engineered. Lots of things can go wrong. It can be hard to discover what the problem is. Something that I love about the isopods is that they do have advanced features within the remote. There's all sorts of things you can do about adjusting temperature, audio, all that. But at the same time, they try to keep it simple so that little can go wrong. When something does go wrong, it can be identified and replaced or fixed. So Isopod is the flow tank that we love. I-SOPOD.com is where you want to go to check them out. Again, we're big fans. Hmm. I think we should start the show now. Let's go. to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Dylan, and I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. Gas right by my house, uh-oh, can you triangulate where I live by gas price, is five sixty a gallon at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I always thought like, oh, I should go last, because I bet I'm going to top you guys out. Uh, yeah, so um, gas is expensive where I'm at. And I'm Kim Hannon. I co-own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband. And our gas prices just went down quite a bit, actually, to five seventeen a gallon. Oof. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float in New Hampshire. And 
even though I did just pay four eighty nine a gallon, um, the average in New Hampshire did, I believe, yesterday reach over five dollars. But uh, I can still find those little hidden pockets of under five dollars. <laughs> but it's nice. getting difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's becoming more and more difficult. Get yeah. the app um, Gas Buddy, seriously. Thank you. I was actually going to say, can, mm-hmm. can, can you shout that out? Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a mobile app called Gas Buddy. There are a couple of others that are out there too, but you can report gas prices, but you can also see what other people have reported. And sometimes station owners will report it too. Um, and you can check like if you're driving somewhere, like where the uh, cheapest gas station would be along your route. Like you can find out like based on your location, you can save your favorites, all of that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool. And then you can use that to get gas uh, discounts and things. So uh, kind of a nifty little program. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome back to art of the petrol. This is where we talk about (laughs) all things petrol, both pricing for your vehicles, whether land, sea, air, whatever it is, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk lubrication as well, air pressure, all that stuff. And we're going to make sure that you are able to get your rig off the ground, off the dock, or across that freeway. So welcome back. Uh, and uh, Drew, yeah, are you I, I, might as, I might as well add this to the mix since we're talking all things petrol. I just – so I have to lock in my propane now yeah, for yeah. the next year. And last year I was at um, I think right at – a dollar forty-eight, two thirty-eight a gallon now. So I'm almost up a dollar, and I had to lock in for eight hundred gallons. So it's literally going up eight hundred dollars for my propane next year, which I was so excited about. Yeah, <laughs> everything's just going up and up and up. Right? Yeah, and I guess that kind of segues to the the grander theme of the show: is it, it's not just gas. Although, I mean, gas is kind of the fundamental thing that it affects the prices of everything, especially, I mean, any physical good people have to deliver food, all that stuff. Food prices are up. Um, like so some things are crazy expensive. Yeah. Shopping is really different right now. Deli meat is all of a sudden like, Oh, I, I, I shouldn't, Don't. I shouldn't not only eat that for health reasons and for the sodium intake, but also because that's no longer affordable. That's just like, that's throwing away my money. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. And, you know, uh, looking at the float center, as inflation continued this year, we really weren't seeing much of it. There was a small little drop off of some new folks, but honestly, we weren't feeling it until we started to notice a little in like mid April. And then May hit. And then here we are in June. And I think as the gas prices have continued to rise, that's the piece that really. Everybody feels you can't ignore it. You see it on these giant signs just driving through town. Um, And I feel like that has really had kind of the biggest impact. Um, And I've heard more people talking about how far they are from the center to come see us than I've ever heard before. They're not necessarily saying, you know, I'm X uh, miles and gas costs this much. But they're saying, you know, this Mm -hmm. it takes me 30 minutes to get there. And like they're starting to really kind of computed even if not consciously yeah yeah and and it all factors into if everything's more expensive uh it seems like there are two factors one is uh people are going to be less likely to go to your business uh because they don't have the money to spend right like people aren't uh, as they seem to point out every day in the news excuse me uh, pay is not (laughs) in line with inflation um at all like nowhere near that so 
the uh, counterpart, which is, um, I'm going to go ahead and say bad, it is not good for business, is we also pay more. So we are in a really tough bind of needing to raise prices to make the same amount of money that we're making previously. I mean, there are, of course, there are other things, and, and we can talk about it, like um, getting more people in your doors, that kind of thing, and um, just simply increasing sales numbers. But that's always the goal, right? But the bottom line is, uh, it costs more to get salt delivered to you. It costs more to get all the things that we use at our business. Um, I mean, even our water is going up. So, um, how are we handling that beautiful X that <laughs> is Xing on our businesses here? Drinking lots of alcohol? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Can that's we what we promote. <laughs> That's that's it. You know, petrol and alcohol. That's what we do here. Well, yeah. There's some crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) It's really interesting because, like, Graham and I are having a lot more conversations, even just about which vehicle to take when we're driving. Um, Who's going the furthest? Because one car gets much better gas mileage than the other. And so, given the choice, we're trying to drive the car that gets better gas mileage. And if we're both going somewhere, we're, you know, who, whoever goes the furthest gets that one. And, um, we're looking at all of those sorts of things and we're also starting to look at it for the float center too of, you know, does it make sense? And especially because we just expanded, we just hired three new team, team members. We're getting ready to hire a fourth. We just blasted open our schedule to seven days a week, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And now we're looking at it going like, whoa, okay, this is hitting pretty fast. Um, and trying to make some decisions about, does it make sense to close off a couple shifts again to reduce labor costs, you know, and hopefully concentrate some of the folks coming back in again, because right now they're sort of sprinkled out. Um, we're looking at, we're actually increasing and actually going to spend money on paid ads, which is something that we historically haven't done. You know, we've done just focusing on organic social and, you know, some of our own internal marketing things, but, um, we're actually going to be starting to do some paid ads. Um, and, you know, increasing a little bit of the ad spend, doing a little bit more like, you know, hitting the sidewalks and actually walking into local businesses and trying to do some local promotions for people who are in the vicinity of our center already. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear more about the, the local because mm-hmm. that's what's been bubbling up mm-hmm. in my mind as well is mm-hmm. uh, um, more awareness at local businesses, that synergizing right. that um, I feel like I've been kind of away from as I've been physically away from the building more, um, that interconnectedness with the other businesses around you. Do you have somebody on shift doing that? Is it, uh, are you going in there while grandma's working? Like what's the plan for that? So, so given where we've shifted our business, I am now only there scheduled one or two shifts a week or I'm sorry, one or two shifts a month, one or two shifts a month. Um, I was working once a week and then I'd fill in shifts as needed, but you know, one or two shifts a month. And then Graham at the time was still there five days a week. We've reduced that to four. Now he's at three. Our plan for next month was that he was going to be there too. Um, And then if we hire another employee, he's only going to be there kind of as needed filling in. Um, And the plan is really that, you know, I kind of put together the campaigns, put together the concepts for things. And then he goes out to execute it in the community and, you know, reaching out to local businesses, talking to folks. Um, I handle pretty much everything with our online presence. Um, I'm an introvert. He's an extrovert. So I like it behind the the screen. And he likes in front of people's faces. So it's a really good mix for us. But um, we haven't gotten too far into it yet. We're just now starting to really kind of strategize a lot of those things and, and figure out who do we want to talk to, what makes sense, um, what kinds of events can we have for the community that's going to bring 
people together and create awareness for us, but also do good for the community as well. And um, we're doing, you know, we're ramping up customer service as far as if we have a slow schedule and somebody comes into float, if the salt cave is empty after their float, let them go sit in the cave for free. Let them do a halo therapy sure. session yeah, for right? free. Totally. You know, yeah, we're extending floats. Um, if somebody's scheduled for the salt cave, we're giving them upgrades to use our infrared therapy mat in there um, for free and just really trying to take care of the people that who are coming in and really just mm-hmm. stepping up what we can and trying to nurture those relationships. So. Wow, great. Kim, I think that's a great point is the and, – and really – as things um, as things become options for people where they have to make choices, the relationships you have with your customers and the importance they place on floating will end up dictating whether or not they see that as a priority and what they want to spend their money on, right? And that is definitely something that I end with my staff. I... I really encourage them to talk to people, ask them questions, ask them how their float was and get to know them. Because when the pandemic happened, that I saw that people made choices where they were spending their money. And I had a lot of people say, Drew, I love what you're providing. I think it's important. I'm going to, I want to continue to support you with my membership. So please, no matter how long you're shut down, keep charging me and I'll float and I'll use them when I get, when everything gets back. So um, yeah, if you're already, unfortunately, I think if you're already struggling as times get tough, it's going to be difficult to get better, right? So hopefully people have been putting importance on that customer service part of it. It'll be easy to to kind of scratch that off the list if, um, if they don't really have a, a connection to the center, right? And that's something that we talk about quite a bit, right? Is like, as the owner, you're the beacon. And I think, um, I know Graham historically has been the beacon. And uh, Drew, I know you are like 100%. People are showing up there. They're chatting Always you there. for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and and how do you maintain that as as yeah. you lose the grip, the death grip, the vice grip mm-hmm. that we have on our, on our float centers? Um, but yeah, as Kim's talking about, like still like encouraging your employees to say if the tank is open afterwards, open it up for them, extend the float, add the amenities, saunas. I'm, I think are one mm-hmm. of the easiest ones that you can have as an yeah. add on for free. Um, but salt cave up, oh, I mean, salt mm-hmm. cave would have to match mm-hmm. that ease as well. I would assume. Yeah. And we're even looking at things like, you know, if somebody is sitting down having a cup of tea and you know, they, we know that they enjoyed that cup of tea. We're grabbing a couple of packets that they can take with them, you know, and oh, just wow. any like little bitty thing you can do to kind of create that connection with somebody to go above and beyond what you normally do. Um, but it's also just a physical little reminder that they can take home and remember us and say, you know what? I felt so great. The last time I was there, I want to go do that again. Um, and so it, it's just this multi-layer approach of nurturing the people that we do have actually stepping up the spending to try to get some more people um, to come in the door, you know, and then making sure that we're also looking at some other options and creating some relationships in the community and some other programs. We just did another pay what you can day. Um, It's been a little while since we've done one of those and and we had one um, last month and it went really well. Our employees enjoyed doing that. And we had so many people in the community who were, you know, grateful for that chance. And, you know, that's something that we might continue to do a little bit more 
while we're in these slower moments and it might not be so much a big pay what you can day we're looking at some options to kind of do individual service um of that of that nature rather than just promoting it to everybody you know we've we've started a a pay it forward account and i feel like right now we're getting into the point where it really feels like we need to launch that but i'm having trouble Mm -hmm. figuring out what that's going to look like so sure yeah yeah so much happening (laughs) right um if i can pull the scope back a little bit um we would need a lot of people in here. I, when we were first talking about the topic for tonight, I used the word state of the industry, which I don't think we can talk about the state of the industry without a lot of people here. And ideally, you know, numbers as well. Um, but do you get a feeling uh, from whether it's the Float Collective or just from friends within the industry that there is a struggle going on right now? I mean, we just got through COVID and that uh, sorry, I keep saying through. I know. Uh, to, it's like we are in it, but the closures and um, for the most part, masks uh, are optional these days at most places. Our staff are still required to wear masks. Uh, clients are no longer required to wear masks. Um, sorry, I don't mean to go into those details as much, but um, I, I just feel like we're just getting just gut punch, gut punch, straight to the chin, uppercut. Like it is tough. So people have weathered through that. They kept their doors open. And now the inflation thing is hitting us. Yeah. Is it just in our minds that things are really difficult right now? Or are you getting the feeling from others that this is a tough time? Yeah, I, I have. I don't know, Drew, you know, what you're seeing. But um, I've definitely noticed it, you know, even in my, my clients with Mindful Solutions, I've had a lot more conversations with people about what they can do to, um, you know, reach new people, what, what they can do to keep people coming in the doors. Um, I have had some folks who've needed to scale back on their packages or, you know, whether it's cutting expenses. Um, but I'm also seeing a little bit of the opposite. Like I said earlier, like we're stepping up and spending some money on paid ads that we haven't done before. And there are, um, I do have new clients who are coming in because they're recognizing the need to create awareness and continue that promotion um, aspect, you know, just trying to, to continue to reach people. So there's a little bit of both. And I think if you're, <clears throat> if you're not spending money right now to get people in the door and you can afford to do so, um, if you're starting to see your numbers dripping just a little bit, that's a good indicator that you probably need to go ahead and spend some dollars somewhere and try now before it gets too bad. Because once you've gotten into that hole and your your finances are starting to you know, really decrease, um, it might be a little too, too late, late in the game. Yeah. 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 Drew, are you seeing any change like with your members or, or anything uh, not as far as the numbers go. Um, mm-hmm. but again, I'm not, I mean, I'm open less than what I'd like to be. So what mm-hmm. I'm open is booking and, yeah. um, you know, I think I average probably 14 floats a day, I'd say is my average. And I'm, I open 15 to 18 depending on my staffing that day. So, um, you know, I'd rather open 30 floats and right. book 20 of yeah. them, you know, but, um, but I am, I definitely hear a lot of concern. Um, I, I don't know if you guys remember in the flow collective before the pandemic hit, uh, there was a whole, um, there was a, uh, like a little survey and, uh, a poll about the recession and a whole bunch of people like not concerned about any recession and not oh, concerned yeah, about this. Yeah, it, right? it, I don't know if you remember that. And it was like, something's got to give and it turned out to be mm-hmm. 
COVID, right, which no one could have predicted, but still it led to an economical yeah. impact. So um, I think people are more aware that anything could happen. And as we are still trying to recover from that, right, we're not that far off from that. And now inflation slash, we're calling it inflation. I think Personally, I think there's a lot of price gouging going on and unnecessary increases and it's just greed. And, you know. And that's more the, I mean, in my opinion, that's the big guys, Starbucks, those, the big companies that are just going to. Say it's because yeah. of inflation. And we actually just had a local profits. gas station who got nailed totally. for price, uh, price gouging, and uh, so that is—it's definitely happening. Really? And oh, interesting. I just don't like it when people are yeah. mean. Yeah, and what so then nailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like by the time things trickle down to us, yeah. it's we're the ones who aren't right. raising prices yeah. every single yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right, because we're the front lines. It's the people on the back end, the distributors, the people that we have to order things from. Um, you know, they don't care. Like you deal with the customers. You're my customer. You can't operate without my stuff. Yeah. You deal with the people on the other end and and their anger. I don't have. You know, it is what it is. Shipping cost. A, a distributor right. can claim whatever. You know, and these days, yeah, shipping staff, all of that. Yeah, I understand. Okay, well. Then for us to turn around and the hundreds of customers we deal with have to keep explaining, I just raised my prices. I have been thinking, should I raise them another $3? Just quietly do it and not say anything. Because I I bought, um, what did I buy today? I bought, or yesterday, hydrogen peroxide. Before, Mm -hmm. Before COVID hit, I was paying $28 for a gallon. I'm paying $51 for a gallon now. I'm like, sure. Like that's crazy, and I go through a gallon a week, you know. Like so now, when I started doing that math, now it's been like two years that I've been doing that. So now, you know, uh, what twelve dollars, thirteen dollars times a hundred and something weeks—that's over a thousand dollars now, yeah. right? So now, if you kind of add up all the little things over the last couple of years as works. they've increased, yep. like my my prices haven't increased with that type yeah. of increase. Right. So, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I try not to pay attention to it. It's, uh, I had a conversation with the float center owner recently that I was really surprised by about how, mm-hmm. like, concerned he was about the world in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't think the world's all so doom and gloom, even if there's this, like, crazy, uh, little group controlling everything. Like, they still need us to be pawns in their, in their scheme. So they kind of can't let the world, just fall to shit and turn into anarchy. They still need some type of control over it and they kind of need us to do well for them to do well. So um, I don't know what the answers are and I think that they'll figure it out and throughout the last, you know, X amount of hundreds of years, there have been issues that have gone on and uh, I, I just like to think that we've learned from things like the, the Great Depression and that we won't allow things to get that bad. But who knows? Oh, I don't know. I don't trust the government. I, I, don't know. I, I would know, sleep can... like a baby. Can you tell me, can you whisper that into my ear as I go to sleep at night? That sounds so nice. I love your half full attitude. I, I honestly wish I had more of a positive attitude of, uh, about the world. Uh, yeah, like it ebbs like, and flows. I, I feel... 2008 was horrible. I, had a, I, I remember having a yeah, negative yeah. account because George Bush 
I owed taxes that I was on a payment plan for. And he was like, F you, and just took all the money that I owed. And I had no money. I just got paid. He took it all. And it was like, everything was going to shit. And he's taking the little guy's money. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? I make 20, I think back, you know, 2008, I, was, I think I was doing something that was making 40 grand a year. And I was like, what do you, you know, I'm paying my, I'm on a payment plan. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And you're just like, "Eh, I'm taking it because the government needed the money and we survived. You know, it stuck. I still remember the feeling in the moment of trying to get money to go. I think I was trying to go out to have some beers and being like, oh my God, I have no money. What? How does this happen? I still remember the (laughs) sick feeling I had. And looking back now, survived, figured it out. So um, personally, I I try not to get too into the... Yeah. That stuff, you know. Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't want to get too macro here on this, but we're two white guys. Um, I mean, that that can be factored in for like the difficulty in our world. Uh, we're born into a particular amount of means. All of that, or things uh, come to us with a certain amount of ease. And so, I, I can't remember how old America was when it was at the time, but the wealth disparity was. I think we might have actually just recently tipped past it, but it was the you know the whole one percent thing and, and it's not even the one percent it's like this fraction of the one percent holds this amount of wealth was w- way massive and i think we're about that point now um and the people at the bottom weren't okay anymore and it trickled up the wealth disparity of the people like that middle class like that wealth divide that sometimes you hear about was so great that like where you are able to recover greed doesn't say oh i want to maintain this for 10 years, they are usually thinking by quarter for their stock. And so they are simply going to take as much as they can every single time so that their shareholders are fed, you know, or paid, uh, are happy, and then will get it going again next quarter. And I think there's a little bit of foresight beyond that, but it is how can we take every single penny possible because that is the job of these the capitalism in general, I mean, that that's kind of the job if you take morality out of it. And the government's kind of job is to put checks and balances on that. But if they're not doing that or if they're perhaps bought out by lobbyists, then um, – or, or other means as well. But but then uh, the, those checks and balances don't, aren't, don't exist anymore. And then the people who are okay while other people aren't and it's like, hey, I got by, it keeps going up and up and up. And honestly, I'm going to be fine. My business might not be. I personally am going to be okay. Um, but there are other people who already aren't. I mean, Portland right now is is really in a, in a rough state already. Just speaking about like the homeless crisis that we have. Um, but uh, sorry, I don't mean to like go on a complete tangent here. But when I hear somebody say that like it's it's going to be okay, or um, and I again I like this is me as a little bit more pessimistic of a person, and I think that greed holds no you know morality or, or like so I, like can i, I if i may was, i want it to balance please yeah shut me yeah up. Yes. because i <laughs> i think uh maybe i should explain more I, please i'm gonna be okay drew kane i will do whatever i need to do to survive i guess that's what i meant when it comes down to it if other people aren't going to do what they need to do i still have a truck driver's license i all these people worried about everything. There's a truck driver shortage. If I if I need to and the world went to shit, I'd drive a truck. I've kept my CDL because back in the day, I went and got it. I spent 12 weeks going to school and worked hard and and 
prepared myself to have this blue collar thing that a lot of people would look down on and I have it to fall back on. When it comes down to survival, if the world goes to shit, I don't care about anyone else. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to survive. I'm a survivor. I've done it my whole life. I don't rely on anyone. My parents haven't done it for me. I didn't, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I will be okay. I guess that's what I meant by that. And, um, I, you know, I, I will do whatever I have to do to make it work. And I'm willing to work 16 hours a day. I know a lot of people who struggle in their business and they only work eight hours a day and they don't work a full week and they only work three. Yeah, no kidding. Well, if you got rid of staff and you worked all the hours, you'd make all the money and you wouldn't be struggling. I understand there's a balance to that. Um, but I'm the I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to make it work. So um, if it really got that bad, that's how that's how I look at it, and that's the mentality I have. Sure. I'll close down my business and go bag groceries, pay my rent, and then when the economy recovers, I'll open it back it's up. Definitely- I, I'll go. I, I'll go. You know, I'll stock shelves overnight at a grocery yeah. store. I'm willing to do that. Yeah. I'll right. go shovel dirt if I have to. That's how I look at it. You know, so I. And and I do think it would be an ebb and flow. Yeah, maybe it would. Things would suck for a little bit, but I do think it would come back to where people are spending money on the wellness stuff. And and I still also think, I think I see people who put a priority on their wellness yeah. at this point. And it's not that discretionary money that goes on that they're they would make it a priority and sacrifice other things to help their mm-hmm. mental state. Sure. You know, so I think that we have that going for us in the wellness world. And it's an interesting piece. Like what I'm seeing is really like those deal seekers are the ones who are falling out the fastest. Um, The folks who do, like you said, prioritize wellness are the ones who are sticking around. What Taking that a step further, though, I'm noticing, knock on wood, at the moment, we're not losing members, but our members aren't coming in with the same frequency that they were before. And so they're not... Huh. Canceling. We've had a couple who've paused briefly and come back, but that's pretty normal. You know, we, we give everybody up to a three month hold um, every year. So we've seen the normal amount for that part, but I'm noticing that our membership appointments are down. They're the ones who aren't coming in right now, but they're not canceling. Um, and so I'm actually stepping up, like sending out additional automated reminders of, hey, don't forget you have credits, you know, come use your credits here and, um, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. And I'm actually drafting an email to send out to everybody that's like a, you know, gas prices stink. Um, here's what you can do. Plan everything in one trip and, you know, go to this business to get this and go to do this while you're here or come see us and then go grocery shopping afterwards and don't talk to anybody and put in your headphones and, you know, kind of give them a little bit of like how to consolidate your trip and, you know, reduce your gas mileage and, and still get the self-care that you need, but pair it when you have those necessary sort of trips that you have to make out. Um, so. Mm, mm-hmm. Are you guys seeing any, are you seeing anything, Dylan, any kind of change? Drew said he's really not seeing anything for his memberships yet. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, I'm taking, I'm taking you out of that. You guys are too high, (laughs) too high. Bring it back to the art of the float instead of art of the petrol, art of the terrible world. Okay. It's (laughs) it's also combined with the fact that we're coming into summertime, which is a tough time of the year anyway. Right. Like it's a very good point. Seasonally, yeah. anyways, I would say it's the worst three months. Well, maybe for me, I, I tend to have a, a slower September also, as I think schedules try to get figured out with mm-hmm. the new school year. But it, things slow down June, July, August anyway. So on top of everything else, 
Like what's, is it, right. is it normal? Is it a little more than normal? You know, it's a little hard to, hard to judge. I promise I'll talk about the float shop. I just have to get one little thing in. <laughs> just, I just, I'm so sorry. Kim, you're I in charge of to, this. I, I, um, I like to work. I like to spin plates. I like to be busy, right? Like, I feel like I have the hustle as well. Sandra and I built the shop. I didn't have to do art of the float, you know, all, all the things associated with it. Like I, I like working, right? I like being busy. I like being creative. I don't like a manufactured, uh, ingrained workaholism or hustle that I think America is a little unhealthy, more than a little broken in how we are designed to think that, working 80 hours a week is better i think or um elon musk uh, you know like how he puts his employees to work uh, especially in china and takes advantage of them is disgusting and, and i think that ethic of like that's a hero mentality is jucked up it is a, a bad unhealthy by design for the people at the top thing and it, and it pits people against each other too it, it's we're all fighting well not we but there there's fighting at the bottom for for scraps competition instead of vertically um okay that that was okay i'll get off my soapbox i just want a little little counter to or, or add add to that as well um and i drew as much this this will be the bonus content on patreon i'm just kidding we don't do bonus podcasts on patreon but we always say we do um that's on we had the never most mind. never mind wait for you, no. So please no oh no um never mind we're recording like, never mind you know it was juicy <laughs> um we had the most rain ever recorded in the history of recording rain in may and or was it april has it been a whole entire other month of rain it might have been we had a lot in may we thought we were yeah okay uh it it was crazy in fact apparently our skylights uh leak when it rains enough um, so that that was interesting. Um, so dealing with rainy uh, roofs. Um, anyways, so th- what we thought was, okay, people are going to be inside. And, uh, you know, normally springtime people are out. They're going to go do their things, go climbing or kayaking or go up to Mount Hood, whatever it is. Um, but Or to the beach, I should say. But uh, our, our uh, floats actually went down. The number of people coming in went down. And I was really... Uh, surprised by by those numbers strangely enough our income actually was up a decent amount from from april and even and a much larger amount from the previous year i mean from the previous year that's not a huge deal but um yeah so uh actual bodies in float tanks kind of like you were saying kim with your members that is actually lower but for right now going into the summer the finances are actually like okay that these numbers are a should should be better by all means but we're we're looking at that too that you know we started the year so so strong and and most of our months were you know we were looking at 13 14 percent year over year growth and that was over last year's 13 or 14 percent year over year so like our growth our growth trends were really really strong Um, and then we saw that sort of drop in april and we had our first like slow you know, uh, loss of month or year over year, um, for May of like four and a half percent. So it wasn't huge. Um, for us though, that was like, Whoa, what just happened here? But, you know, we're in the same boat. Like we worked so hard for the first three years. It was, it was Graham and me, you know, and 
we were working those 14 hour days. We were never home together at the same time. We hardly ever got to see the kids and do, you know, family stuff. So, and during that time we were stocking away money. Every penny that we could was in the bank account, bank account, bank account, you know, and, and we stocked up enough money that like right now we're not feeling like we're not worried about things. We have had some discussions mm-hmm. of like, well, what would happen in worst case scenario? Because as a business owner, I think everybody should be having those discussions. You need to have plans for, okay, yep. if it if this happens, then we're yep. going to do this. And, you know, and, and you need to have some things in mind that you can do if, if numbers are starting to look a little scary. Um, but ultimately, I mean, we've hired this team. They're doing a great job, and we don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize that. We want to keep them in place, and we want to continue to grow that team um, and really position ourselves in a way that we are leaders in the company instead of just being on site um, and allowing us to kind of be there to support them so that they can support our guests. Um, So, you know, looking at, like, what can we do in this time when it is slower? um, What, you know, what availability do we have for that? Um, and doing, you know, all the planning that we can do just in case. Um, and, you know, we're, we're not feeling nervous about a lot of things. We're, we're a little trepidatious about too much growth at once um, and thinking about, like, what is our steady state looking like during this? Because who knows? And, and the world changes so quickly sometimes. Like, I, I have to admit, you know. There was a time in oh March of twenty or March of two thousand when we were all having conversations about how great like we're doing and we're not changing anything and then the next the very next episode we're like we're shutting down so you know we all have to right. kind of be prepared for a little bit of that too I, and I never would have thought that before but having learned what we learned and and what we went through then that I'm now a little bit more like uh, let's just have a backup plan just in case yeah. yeah. Great. Yep. As as you should. Agreed. In a way, and this eye. might this might sound negative, but in a way, doesn't this also kind of um, as like tough economic times happen, it kind of um, weeds out people who maybe put themselves in a bad business decision to begin with, if they were so thin and so yep. stretched out that you know, they aren't able to survive through, and I, I guess that's all relative, but if you think about it, there are some people, and I know we've all seen it, who are trying to fit a square peg in a round hole when they're trying to open a float center somewhere or do something, or maybe they go over budget or they're just spending yeah. astro like, why are you spending so much? You don't need to do that. And or it's an add-on. Yeah, right. So if if someone was bad at business to begin with and then there are difficult times, it's going to weed them out. And the people who are good at business and making the, the good decisions are going to stick around. They're going to survive any of those peaks and valleys and they'll be there when the dust settles. And the people who were on that edge to begin with when times were good aren't going to be around when times are bad. And that's part of capitalism too, right? Like, it, yeah. I mean, something somebody told Sandra years ago was if you can't afford to pay your employees a living wage, you can't afford your business. And I think that goes to a lot of different things about running a business. Like if you can't afford these things, if you can't take a hit in your income for a month or two or a summer, then there, there were other issues at hand here. I, I, I totally agree with that. Like the resilience has to be built into it as well. 
Um, yeah. Can I bring up the the, uh, the word that's so inappropriate on this show, and it's, we haven't had to use it in a long time? You can't edit. Remember that, Dylan. There's there's no going back. Well, at all. I can always bleep myself. I'll put a bar over my face. <laughs> can I say it? Oh no, no, I'm done. Oh no, no. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Stand by. Uh, uh, rather crash and burn. No. <laughs> so no. I <laughs> So I have never thought so so there are people who are absolutely anti Groupon. I have always thought of Groupon as well, inherently bad, like a bad company, more like a, a sword that can cut both ways, uh, something that needs to be wielded. You have to do your research and wield it as uh, wisely as you can. Uh, we have not done Groupon for many years. They came to us recently. Oh, Kim just walked off out of the studio. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Into the forest. There she goes. I see her in the sun. I'm coughing. I'm coughing. Um, okay. <laughs> First time somebody's walked off the podcast. So um, they, unfortunately, the one thing that I've always said is I will not work with them again if they, um, they, they always uh, paid us out based on what people paid them. So if somebody bought a Groupon through them, we got, whether it was 70% or whatever the percentage was of the payment, uh, they changed things to say, okay, you only get money if they come in. And we walked away. They also dictated a lot of the percentage off. They wanted a huge amount off, et cetera. Now, because they want to help businesses in need right now, you see, these are really good guys. I don't understand why you can't see that. Um, <laughs> so um, they're obviously, you know, have never had a great business model and are now, I'm sure, hemorrhaging money like nobody's business. And so they are desperate for um, some TLC, some some attention from small businesses. Um, they are still no longer willing to give us money per sale. Uh, they are l- willing to give us a very large percentage, a very large percentage, and let us dictate the percentage off, something like 10 to 15% off as opposed to a very large amount. Now that is starting to look appealing to me again, and I can kind of shrug off the um, the I'm not getting all of the money from the ad because it is still I'm getting paid essentially for that person coming in. They did the marketing part, like it's like almost kind of going all the way back to ground zero or step one with Groupon, like doing the self talk about it. Uh, you know, poke some holes in it for me. What's what's wrong with this? Besides the ugliness of the brand, perhaps, but I don't think it's cheapening the value anymore because it it's. I mean, we do discounts at a greater rate than that frequently than than the, what they're going to offer. Kim, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Drew spun his hat around. It says Groupon. Kim took off her sweater and it says Groupon. Yay! You should really watch YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All these things are actually happening. Psych. I love Groupon. What are you talking about? Our YouTube video numbers are great. Oh, They're that's great. hilarious. Um, Everybody's yeah, watching on YouTube. I think there are tons of ways to market your business. And if you're smart about them, you can make just about anything work. Um, I I haven't tiptoed into that 
<clears throat> just because there are some concerns, you know, with we're all about getting that repeat guest. And so just based on numbers, you know, Groupon doesn't always lead to returning guests. Sometimes it does. Um, and you have to be, We've I think we've talked about Absolutely. that. It's been a, a long time, but we've talked about that in a past episode about like how to make sure that your Groupon guests are, are turning into repeat guests. Um, so I think if you've got a solid strategy for that piece and you can make sure that you're not cheapening your value or, you know, cheapening your brand and, and uh, lowering that perceived value, go for it, you know? Yeah. Okay. okay. I won't, but go for great. it. Great. That was a great <laughs> neutrally. <laughs> it's fine. I won't even judge you for it, Dylan. Uh, Drew? I won't. I won't. Really? Do you, are you just saying that? But over time, I mean, if, you, if I look on Groupon and I see that the float shop is running like two for one or, you know, $10 floats or something like that, I am going to judge you. I'm going to call you. <laughs> I'm going to shut okay. down your social media and I quit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's different. <laughs> that's funny. I like it. Do people still look that, at Groupon? Do people still get Groupon email, emails and do that? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, and while you were talking, just I, want to I, throw this out there. Uh, 52, 52 week stock price went from, uh, uh, looks like about $47 and 47 cents to $11 and 17 cents. <gasps> so I'm sure they're trying to help in many new ways as oh, their wow. stock price has plummeted. And it was up, oh, it was up so close to a hundred dollars five years ago. So yeah, they're sure. not yeah, doing yeah, as yeah. well as they used to be, but, um, yeah, I'm with Kim. I think you could, you could take whatever they were going to take and use that for advertising money to advertise your deals versus having them do it. And just don't forget Groupon will take over your SEO. And when people search for the float shop, it'll go to Groupon instead of the float shop, right? That was one of the issues they were doing was taking over on people's SEO. So it would show up for them first. Um, But I do wonder, I feel like I just haven't, I haven't heard the term Groupon in so like in a while. And are those in forget even just Groupon, like those daily discount deals. I feel like that peaked and dropped off and kind of went away. There was a bunch of them that popped up and then you never heard of it. I, someone came to me recently trying to do a local one. I was like, no dude, I don't. I actually just started. I pulled up a a Google (laughs) search while you guys were talking and I just started typing does Groupon. And the first, the most recommended um, search results was, does Groupon still exist? Um, so it was a really interesting, you know, thing to, to show there, but I don't know. Does anyone? Yeah, still I think you could be creative. I, I have a sore spot I'll, to be open about it. I like really dislike Groupon. So I have a sore spot with them. And I think, um, I think like Kim said, if you feel creative, you could yeah. do stuff with it, uh, with the money that they would take anyway. And, maybe target more specifically, even if you did something for people who already come in to get other people to come in with and them, you know, I don't Gloria know. Gloria shared it on, you know, yeah. those episodes a million years ago. And I wish she was here tonight to be able to kind of share a little bit more about like, has she been using it or, or whatnot before? But, you know, she really came from that same uh, mindset that Groupon is a platform that you can be really smart about using um, that you don't have to discount everything. And I think if Dylan, what you're saying, you know, about Groupon kind of shifting their strategy and trying not to make you discount everything so deeply, then it can be a really effective way to at least reach a different audience or a new audience that you wouldn't have reached before. And if we think about, you know, the concern about 
lessening the value of the float. I already do that. Really, my floats are fifty to fifty-five dollars. You know, we do an intro package where it's mm-hmm. buy two get your third free. So that alone, you know, we're selling them for seventy-five bucks a pop, and so that equals out to about fifty dollars a float. And ideally, they're stepping into our membership, which is fifty-five dollars a month. You know, and so we're already putting that perceived value of what a float is out there to people. And the majority of the folks who are coming back to see us are paying it at that $55 rate, not at our market rate of $75. And so the concerns about discounting, like, I don't necessarily want to be running sales every day and even every holiday, you know, we, right. we've really yep. stopped discounting the actual services themselves. We we add bonuses um, to any purchases instead. But um I think you can still put it out there and, you know, leverage those platforms. And there are others besides Groupon, but we all in the world know Groupon. So um, I think you can be smart about it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Groupon a sponsor of the Float Conference um, this year? Not that I've heard. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Or else Kim would be singing a completely different tune. No, she loves Groupon. No, I hope not. Yeah. I have a tendency to tell you what I How about all the new people? Sorry to all the... Sorry to all the new people who don't know the history of the Flow Collective and Groupon and... Yes. No, so if stuff that is, search Groupon in the Float Collective. Was if, you want to dive if this is your first time yes. listening to us talk about it, go back and find some of our old episodes. You know where we've talked about Groupon before and the good, the bad, the ugly, or don't. Or don't. I think it was <laughs> one of our first yeah. episodes uh, when we yeah. when we relaunched yeah. with the new crew was was I a Groupon so. episode. Maybe even the first one. Yeah. All right, guys. If we were to have any actionable things for people right now, um, this is like probably the worst thing in the world. But I think it might even combine a little bit with what Drew was saying. But just kind of like some of that, like hang in there, like and and maybe recognize what's perceived in your head versus the reality. Like mm-hmm. actually comb through your numbers. Maybe don't look so much at just what does your schedule look like today, but what do your actual numbers look like month to month versus last year or potentially like pre-COVID that, or versus the bills you have to pay maybe is a better way to look at it, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, Drew, is that kind of in line with? Yeah, totally. What to really understand about? what you're doing and mm-hmm. hopefully things don't, you know, kind of drop and go, go to, it gets corrected sooner than later, but yeah, really understanding your business and where your money's going and how you can generate money and, really having a, a full grasp of what you're doing and what the numbers are telling you, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's more important than ever right now, really. Right. And trying to find how to minimize your costs. If like for me, I, I said, I, I paid $51. I should really find, I haven't looked, but I should see if I can find some place to buy it cheaper and maybe in bulk. Right. right. Like that's on me to take the time and do that. I probably would have saved hundreds of dollars if I had done that a year ago at this point, right? But it's in, it's on me to do that. No one's going to do that for me. I have to sit down and go through that yeah, stuff. So, um, you know, that those are some actionable items. Like don't stick your head in the sand because it's not going away. And you, the more prepared you are, the better off you'll be. Which is, is super easy coming out of... <laughs> Coming out of uh, COVID and everything, everybody's absolutely ready to go. What up? We have a podcast crasher. 
party crasher. Is this a green screen behind you? It looks like an SNL bit of somebody driving. <laughs> the Saturday Night Live skit with the cat. Where's the cat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I miss you guys so re- much. <laughs> oh, Gloria, we have missed you. Don't lie. We've had zero audio issues. Since I've been oh gone. no! Oh my God! <laughs> well, we just had our true. first tonight. I can barely hear you, Gloria. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my God! <laughs> good one, good one, good one. Well, I pulled over, uh, and I was so excited that you invited me at the end because I felt so bad because I was still driving and. Uh, Gloria, people, hi, Gloria. I, my, Kim, I know we'll, we'll, we'll get back to this. It's but, Gloria! <laughs> but Gloria, you've been missing for a while. Can you let people know where you've been and what you've been up to? Oh my gosh. I've just been everywhere. It's been crazy. Like, it feels like everybody who is cooped up from the travel ban, like the floodgates opened. And so I've been on the road for like four weeks in a row. So I've been out of the country and it's been crazy. So if you're not... If you're just listening to us, Gloria is literally in her car on the road right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just dropped in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Thank you guys so much. But yeah, so how are you? What did I miss tonight? What what are you guys even talking about? We're great. Our business is great. We're making millions of dollars. We were just talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Are you not? (laughs) Duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's guys feeling i don't want to repeat what you've already done but yeah are you guys feeling like an uptick or a lull what's going on it's hot as hell in chicago so very few people are floating at the moment mm-hmm. oh interesting yeah we uh the general theme of tonight was inflation and how that's in- impacting or potentially impacting business yeah is it is it in our heads is uh are there five greedy people at the top of uh the world uh, driving us apart. Um, Drew, Drew and I had some back and forth there, and then Kim told us to can it. <laughs> Bring it back. Uh, yeah, well. I don't know. It's so good to see you. I you don't need to worry about us. We just it's just good to see you. And uh, you can yeah, looking good, know. Gloria. You look great, Gloria. Jeez. Oh, you guys are sweet. I appreciate that. I've been doing a a lot of mindful eating, so. You know, I've been trying to take better care of myself in that regard. But it doesn't always work. But for the most part, I'm trying to, you know, be very present in all of my eating. If that is what it is. I don't know. Who knows? But Okay. Can, can we mindfully drink at the in Portland, Maine? Absolutely. With each other? Yes. Awesome. We'll be nice. Kim's already there. <laughs> Looks like you guys have already, like, put a few away tonight. Like, how? it's been an hour and a half. Are you guys, like, six in or what? This is a, no. a, a strange sober recording. I didn't even think what? about it. Tonight. Who are you? Yeah. I, 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 I Kim, Kim's drunk. <laughs> yeah, Kim was drunk before we started recording, <laughs> and she's the one pulling Drew and I off each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get into cups. We're, we're sober tonight. <laughs> yeah, we really should drink on the pod more. You're right. Drew, I'm loving What do you think, is that Drew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously, you look like a cute little elf. <laughs> Very cute. Something. Thank you. Appreciate I will it. say we're still recording. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. We. we I just wanted, I invited Gloria. Gloria in. As a, I, I went behind you guys' backs. I invited her in yeah. just to bomb in and maybe say hi if she was able to. We miss we just, you. We honestly, we just miss yes. you so much, Gloria. You're such a fun. Yeah, we haven't seen and, Gloria and in a while. Guest I, or, or co-host. Yeah, I can't tell you. My 
body clock is just kind of off, just kind of reacting to being back in the country. But um, I should be off the next couple of weeks in terms of travel, so I should be able to. So we'll get like twenty episodes. In. Yes, right Great. back in. Lots to I feel like. There's a lot to talk about. So yay, awesome. We'll take it. We'll take that energy. Love I love it. it. Well, you Gloria, keep you're the going. Best. I'll jump back off. I'm sure. Are you yep. guys wrapping up pretty soon, or? Right now? Yeah, we're we're about to close out here. Kim's going to oh. give our, our final mm. word here, <laughs> our final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. So. Thank you, Gloria. I think. Thank you, guys. We love you, Gloria. Bye, Gloria, mm. it's good to see you. Um, I think. I know, right? Now I want well, let's go have a beer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think wrapping it up, though, like for me, it's really four things, and it's you know nurturing the people who are coming in the door doing what you can to get some new folks to come in, reach the new people who haven't been able to come into you, um, being really, really smart with your spending. Uh, and, you know, some of that is looking at your expenses. Um, it might not be the right time to do a big remodel or, you know, some kind of big maintenance project that you have if it's a high expense co- uh, high expense thing, but it might be the right time if your schedule is really slow and you can easily shut that off and, you know, take care of those projects. Um and what was number four? Um, nurture new, spend wisely, and something else. I don't know. Drink a bourbon. Dream. Dream, dream. big. Uh, the, <laughs> be inspired. Yes. Yes. Dream big. Yes. Uh, uh, I love it. Uh, pray. Yes. yes. Eat fast. Um, Smile. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> float, yeah. Float more. Eat, float eat, more. Laugh, float. Just float more. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> um, goodness gracious! Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure. Um, 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 oh, something that this is uh, tangential here, but uh, we just ordered a bunch of uh, shirts for you know, as we're talking about saving money, uh, we just spent money on shirts for the float shop staff. Flux has these new, really cool new designs on shop.art of the float. Um, so these really fun float-related shirts, um, and some of them are for like specifically for your employees. So they have this uh, floating caduceus symbol, and then it says float facilitator on it. And as it turns out, all of our staff <laughs> apparently want, not necessarily like uniform, but basically they don't want to be cleaning rooms and getting pit stains over times uh, over time in all of their clothes. And so everybody was super stoked on having um, a shirt for that reason. And at the staff meeting, people said it was um, it would be really nice for people to recognize exactly who works there when they walk in. Um, and I know um, we, we've always kind of hemmed and hawed on that part of like the amount of casualness we want versus that immediate comfort of knowing who to look for. Um, so we'll be testing out the float facilitator float facilitator t-shirts and i guess i can kind of also segue in that that's a paid ad uh for shop.art of the float uh check that out for marketing needs and uh for t-shirts mugs that all that good stuff but definitely check out the flux stuff it's it's the fun and new hotness on there right now should i do should i do some closing all right let's do it (sighs) i gotta i gotta i can't just say it i have to feel it first and then i can say Thank you guys so much for co-hosting with me. I love you guys so much. It's such a joy. Thank you for doing some pod tonight. And thank you for listening. I truly, truly mean it. Truly love you guys. And I want the best for your business. And as always, hope we're, we're turning some gears in your mind to help you be more successful. 
Thanks to everybody who is also supporting us on Patreon, where you can get float imagery, float videos. Um, what else do we do? Blog posts. Uh, go, go check it out. We do things to help your business uh, specifically for marketing. Um, check, check out shop.art of the float for uh, previous sets of whether it's photography, videos, testimonial videos, t shirts, uh, all the swag kind of things. Uh, more stuff is coming up all the time. And, uh, and the uh, flux aforementioned gear. And uh, let's see here. Thanks to our sponsors, Helmbot. Thank you so much. Isopod, thank you. Mindful Solutions, that's two L's, Mindful Solutions. For if you're not interested in doing manual marketing or if you want supplementary marketing, is a great way to start a conversation with Kim and her business at Mindful Solutions. Um, but uh, yeah, she can. She's quite versatile, or her, her business, I should say, is quite versatile and can take care of your, a lot of your needs. And uh, Drew, what are you plugging tonight? What are we promoting for you? <laughs> uh, peace, love, and prosperity from Drew. Thank you. Dot com, and that's where you can buy all your peace, love, and prosperity gear. Um, he keeps all that revenue. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Was that funny? I don't know. Uh, thank you. Drew. I was on mute, but I laughed. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, was there anything else? Olga, thanks for producing our show. Uh, listeners, yes. God bless you. All right. Um, oh, gosh. I didn't have anything. Um, uh, until next time, have a beer. This one's on me. We'll see you next week.